0: Inside, you'll discover the low-tech system that 30 x my online business. Just go to freetrainingvideo.net to get started. Again, that's freetrainingvideo.net. Welcome to the Blogging Your Passion podcast. Here are your hosts, Jonathan Milligan and Bob Lodick. So as a blogger or podcaster, how do you network with successful people? Well, one of the great ways to do that is to have them on your podcast As a guest interview. Now, how do you do that? How do you carve out time, or how do you get them to carve out time to interview with you? Well, I had the opportunity to sit down recently with Jared Easley. If you've not heard about Jared and what he's doing online, then you're gonna wanna go take a look after you hear the podcast today. He has a successful podcast called Starve the Doubts, where he interviews successful people. On how they overcame self-doubt and push past their fears and went after what they believed was the dream or the goal or the job or the career that they wanted. So one of the things I love about sitting down with Jared is he had this idea for a podcast and then literally out of the gate, he was able to get out there and get some successful people to spend time with him on his podcast, which grew his audience because he had such great content on his podcast. You may recognize some of these names, such as Seth Godin, Chris Brogan, Michael Hyatt, Gary Vanderchuk, and many, many more. So how did he do that? Well, in today's interview, he's going to share some awesome tips. Honestly, tips I've never even thought about, and I interview people all the time for my podcasts. So if you want to have successful people on your podcast or you'd like to interview them for your blog, for a blog post, then listen to this interview. So, hey, Jared, welcome to the show. Hey, Jonathan. Thanks for having me. Well, I appreciate your friendship, and I've been wanting to get you on the podcast to specifically talk about podcasting and a little bit about what you're doing with Star of the Doubts. It's a great podcast. I've enjoyed listening to it, and I encourage the listeners that are listening right now to go check it out. But I've got just a few questions for you that I thought would be fun to discuss with um, the Blogging Your Passion listeners. So number one, can you tell the audience where your idea for Starve of the Doubts podcast kind of came from? Where was the origination of this idea? Sure. Jonathan, number one, I'm, I'm humbled to be here,
1: and I hope we can still be friends after this interview. <laughs> so, no, the, uh, the idea for Star of the Doubts is funny because when I when I was initially looking at starting a podcast, I was struggling to figure out what my topic was. And I don't know if any of the bloggers uh, that are in your community have ever had that problem, but I had mm-hmm. that challenge. And I tried a lot of different ideas, or I didn't try them. I actually had a lot of ideas. And one of them, uh, it's kind of funny. We were talking before this. We mentioned John Acuff. And one of my ideas that probably wasn't the best was to do an unofficial start book fan podcast uh-huh. <laughs> and Hey, you know, we'll make it unofficial and it's a fan podcast and we just, the uh, the whole concept of the show would be talking about the book start and, you know, maybe interview people that have some kind of understanding of different pieces of that book. Cause I'm into John Acuff and really appreciate the value that he's brought to his audience. So that was the initial idea, and then it occurred to me, well, maybe I should check with Lampo Group and, and see if that's okay at the time he was working for Dave Ramsey, and so yeah. I wrote to them, and Jonathan, it was not okay. They uh, were actually kind of harsh about <laughs> saying that. They weren't mm-hmm. very nice. They were like, no, not only is it not okay, well, uh, there's potential legal action if you consider doing that, so, oh, all right, we won't do that.
0: So we uh, put a stop on the
1: start. <laughs> yes, yeah, so a start.
0: is like, oh, no,
1: but... I, it occurred to me that there was a comment made when I was about 19 years old from a family member who's a successful businessman in Texas, and, and he's like an uncle to me, but he's actually my dad's cousin. But I remember when I was younger, he said, Jared, there's three things that you want to do if you want to be successful. There's uh, always treat others the way that you want to be treated, or the way they want to be treated, mm-hmm. then always do your best. And of course, the two sound intuitive. And then the third one was starve the doubts. And I remember start of the doubts. I'm not sure I get that. That almost that might sound a little cheesy, and hmm. I don't. What does that mean? But you fast forward several years, or in this case, more than several years. But fast forward, and I've had different res- responsibilities in the corporate setting, family, uh, so on and so forth. And I realized start of the doubts for me is figuring out what it takes to. Dude, like blogging your passion, pursuing mm-hmm. that passion, being smart about it. And so that's where it came from. It was, you know, a comment that was made to me years back, but it embodied this whole idea of, of being wise, but pursuing your passion and making something happen.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I love the concept of starve the doubts. You know, when you think about, you know, it, it's funny when you think about successful entrepreneurs, it's hard to find successful entrepreneurs who are totally pessimistic. And they have this kind of uh, intuitive optimism about it. And I was having this conversation with my wife just about my journey. And I was like, looking back with like, what did I, what kept me going? You know, it's just, it's, it's a, it's sometimes a longer road than we want to go on. And so the ability to starve those doubts and just push forward anyway are so important, such a, a vital skill. And what I love about Starved the Doubts is the, you know, the amazing guests that you've been able to have on. Many successful people that um, that you just do an awesome job of interviewing them. And I love, you know, between the lightning rounds and just the just the unique questions that you ask them that um, that is different from, you know, the traditional interview. And besides you and your great content, this is probably a boring interview from my um, standpoint of just kind of asking questions. I don't have any like super exciting questions (laughs) like you ask. But I do want to know when we talk about these successful guests and for those that are listening that maybe are trying to get a podcast off the ground, is there any tips that you can share? And I know you could share a lot here, but maybe just some simple tips about how to find or get guests on your podcast.
1: I absolutely do. The number one thing is if you're not considering any kind of interviews, even if it's not for a podcast, just for your blog, you should consider interviews because uh, it really helps grow your personal network. And some of your listeners and some of your readers will be familiar with the book, Platform Get Noticed in a Noisy World by Michael Hyatt. And you want to get noticed, you want to, you know. Uh, put out that blog post or that podcast, and and have people read that post or listen to that episode. And one of the best ways to grow your network and continue building your platform is by c- continuing to generously connect with different people. And when you share other people's story, that's exactly what you're doing. Hmm. And you should consider interviewing people, and you should consider pursuing uh, influential people within your niche to interview them because you can learn from them, and then also. Most people appreciate it when you notice them. Most mm-hmm. people appreciate it when you share their story and you give them that attention. And um, I don't like to think that we're all vain people mm-hmm. <laughs> that are listening to this, but think about that. When someone notices you or when someone asks for your opinion, uh, on some level you appreciate that and you're probably willing to share your opinion. That I was told that was the one free thing you can get from almost anybody is mm-hmm. their opinion. So you should consider interviewing guests. And if you're looking for creative ways to do that, one – awesome tip, if you don't know this already, is to consider going into Amazon and do a search for whatever your passion or your niche is and what are some books that are being released on that topic. Uh, For those who are writers, this is going to make sense. When you've written something, you want people to buy it, especially a book, right? So for those new authors or authors of new books, they want to tell People about their new book. They need to sell that book. So you can interview them. You can ask them for an interview uh, just by contacting them through their website. And most of those authors, unless they're um, (laughs) highly successful, highly influential, and they're just way too busy, most of those authors will be thrilled to have a conversation with you, whether it's for your podcast or for your blog, so that they can uh, share about their book. So that's a great way right out of the gate. Another one is, are there any conferences in your niche that uh, you could go and and just say, who are the speakers at the most recent conference for my niche? And those are typically people that are regarded as knowledgeable on the topic. And I would encourage you to consider contacting those people saying, hey, would you be willing to be on my podcast or would you be willing to allow me to interview you and ask you some questions for my blog? Most of those people are generous and willing to do it. So those are two right out of the gate. You know, look on Amazon, check out what's going on uh, in conferences that are, are within your focus or your niche, and then are there any podcasts? You know, if anybody's podcasting about that topic, well, most podcasters enjoy talking about their show. <laughs> so <laughs> ask ask those people. Is anybody else blogging about your topic? And I'm sure there there are. So that's another awesome tip: is if you can interview bloggers, especially on a podcast. If that blogger doesn't have a podcast, well, their readers are not used to hearing that person's voice. Hmm. So you can do an interview with that person on your podcast and their readers are likely to listen to the show because they want to hear what the blogger that they read, that they subscribe to, has to say. So there's a lot of different ideas and I'm sure we could come up with 50 more, but those are some good ones to start out with.
0: Yeah, I love those. Those are awesome. And you know, one of the things I love about doing podcast interviews is it's just – it's that feeling of win-win for everybody. You know, it's like it's it's a win-win when we get our um, audiences together around a central topic and they both get connected to both of us and all of us combined have um, more audience and more viewers than we do separate from one another. So, sure. yeah. Um, so what about, I know for some people, they get they get hung up on the fact of they don't want to be told no. They're afraid of hearing no. Um, do you, what can you say to those people? Get over it or, you know, hey, it's just, just the way it is? Or I mean, what would you say to that if they say, you know, the thing that's holding them back from reaching out to other people, either whether it's guest posting or even just podcast interviews, is being afraid of hearing no. Well, it's
1: possible, depending on how successful the person is, you are likely to hear no, and and don't take that personally. Just people are busy. When I hear a no, I always hit reply to that email, or or I respond to that with, okay, no problem. When would be a good time to circle back? Mm -hmm. So just because it's no now doesn't necessarily mean it's going to always be no. Mm -hmm. And if you're willing to ask that follow-up question, most of those people are generous and will say, you know what, actually – uh, Q3 of this year is a time that I'd have f- for doing that because I've got this book coming out or I've got this product launch or I've got this other thing going on so actually that'd be the ideal time mm. and and then you know that and once you know that you can just put that in your calendar and you just write them an email a couple weeks ahead of time and, and then you can schedule it from there so just because you get that initial no doesn't mean it's always no <laughs> and in the case of Seth Godin I was fortunate to, to have an interview with him and that uh, blew my mind but I had asked him several times And he had said no. So Mm -hmm. just because it's no in the beginning, don't let that discourage you. Uh, You know, be polite. Uh, Be thinking of that person first. Be considerate. Try to provide value to them. And and we could go into a long conversation just on that. But as long as you're generous and you're not uh, trying to just serve yourself and you're looking out for other people, most people will say yes. And if they can't do it right then, just ask that question, when would be a good time to try again? And most people will, will give you a good answer on that.
0: Yeah, I love that. You know, polite persistence will take you far. And if you just develop that mentality, you don't have to bug people. But, you know, the no, as you said, might be uh, not right now, but it's not a final no. So that's great. Um, well, you, you mentioned Seth Godin, and maybe this would be the answer to this next question, but maybe you could tell us a few. But who have been a few of your favorite people to interview up to this point, well, for
1: those who don't know my podcast, Jonathan, it's completely fine. But I have been very fortunate to have some pretty awesome guests on the show. And, and a year ago, I started the show. So prior to a year, I didn't have hardly any social media presence. I was just like a lot of people who were thinking, "What can I do? I want to get started." And I started with interviews. And I had went to a conference, so I'd asked a couple of the speakers, just like I encouraged you to consider earlier. And I had a couple of quick wins. I was fortunate to, to get a few people that had spoken at New Media Expo. So I was able to get uh, some, some speakers. And then <laughs> uh, they came on the show. And then that uh, it was like a tidal wave, John. Like I just kept asking people. And mm-hmm. then next thing you know, my problem wasn't getting the interview. The problem <laughs> was I've got too many. And I don't know if I can get them out fast enough. So mm-hmm. that's something to pace yourself. Because <laughs> it's real exciting to connect with a lot of uh, smart people who are generous with their time. Um, in terms of favorite, I you know, I could say Seth Godin, I could say Pat Flynn, I could name a long list of people that people that most of your listeners and readers will probably know. And I'm blessed and, and thank God that I've had the opportunity to have those conversations. But some of the really gold conversations haven't necessarily been from uh, monstrous successful influential people and so Jonathan I'm, I'm going to share your name I mean your audience obviously appreciates what you do but you and I have recently had a conversation for my podcast and some of the takeaways from that I think were were outstanding just really good practical insight for for people who want to starve their doubts uh, mm. online and so I would I would certainly feel comfortable throwing you in that list and, and there's another gentleman named Kerry Oberbrunner Who's got a book coming out this year called Day Job the Dream Job? And maybe not everyone knows who he is. But man, he talks about kind of how you share, Jonathan, about creating that outline. If you know your topic, how you can create that framework. And that framework can can help position you as as, as someone who, who's an authority on a topic. And 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 the encouragement that he shared in that episode is so awesome. So while not everyone knows who he is, I walked away from that episode. And thought, I got to listen to that two or three times. <laughs> so, you know, that, that was so encouraging. And, and then there's there's several other people. I uh, just recently was fortunate to interview a lady who was on America's Next Top Model. Hmm. And you think, well, you know, what does that have to do with Star of the it Well, <laughs> she actually was a model and she was immersed in this culture and making eight thousand dollars a day and you know on billboards and Times Square and and then she realized that that wasn't the life she was supposed to live and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, there's a, a really neat story there where she has uh, uh, kind of an awakening and a, a spiritual awakening which I don't necessarily need to get into but it's, it's amazing uh, the transformation happened in her life and, and what God did in her life and, and now she goes around sharing with high school girls talking about topics about modesty and, and sexual purity and, and just all these different things and it's like that's starving the doubts mm-hmm. that's it, completely against what culture would say to do You know, they would say, make the $8,000 a day and go live it up and, and be successful. But that to her wasn't satisfying. She realized she needed to make another decision. And now she's helping so many teenage girls who struggle with their, you know, struggle with the way they look or struggle with their mindset. And she's encouraging all these people and doing amazing things. So, you know, starting the doubts, it, it could be as simple as starting a podcast and interviewing someone successful, but it could be something, like, I've got to stop this one thing in my life and i got to make a different decision. It could be a number of things, and I encourage people to do that. So I've had a lot of really interesting guests. They're not all entrepreneurs. A lot of them are, but there's been other people. I've had a gentleman who's a, a billboard top-selling musician, and he plays the piano, and he had uh, just an incredible story of how he had a heart transplant. His name's Paul mm. Cardall. So there, there's there's a, a large list of people that I've been fortunate to talk with, and, and not all of them are entrepreneurs, but most of the stories are are pretty amazing. So yeah, it, to, to pick just a two or three is is a little bit tough. But, I hear you. Yeah.
0: Well, and I've listened to several episodes, and I have not listened to some of those, so I'm going to, have to go back and now listen to those. But um, cool. that's that's great. So. Let me ask you this, um, and this may be hard to kind of synthesize it down, but here's here. Whenever you rub shoulders with people and you surround yourself with other passionate people, you come away changed. Your your thinking change, maybe your habits change. um, You know, and obviously you've been on this amazing journey. Are there any when you look back and kind of retrospect for a moment? Are there any big lessons that you've learned? Um, from this journey.
1: Absolutely. And I've been carefully trying to curate those lessons uh, that will eventually, Jonathan, (laughs) be a book and and be opportunities for other people to learn those things that don't necessarily have hours of time to go back and listen to all these podcasts. Uh, But in terms of of just some some big lessons, I, I mean, one of the biggest lessons for me personally is that faith matters. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I don't necessarily know what the faith background of everyone is that's listening to this or, or reading. But for me, faith matters, and, and I need to start my day every day. Uh, in my case, uh, opening up the U Version app on my iPhone, and I need mm-hmm. to read every morning for ten minutes. Uh, in that case, it's a U Version Bible app. It's just free, and you, anybody can download it. And you can start a plan and and read through the entire Bible just by reading ten minutes a day. And in a year, you can read the entire Bible. So mm-hmm. for me, f- faith matters. Uh, and I was fortunate to talk to someone uh, named Ray Edwards, who some of you may know. And and I asked him that I was like, Ray, you you are the successful copywriter, and you're working with these big name clients and doing all these amazing things. But you're very outspoken about your faith. Uh, what's that? You know, what's that balance? At what point, you know, do you say, Oh, I got to be careful with what I'm sharing because that might limit my client base? And he, he just flat out said, You know, I just don't worry about that. I feel led to not worry about that. I'm just going to be who I'm supposed to be. So that was a big takeaway. <laughs> you know, it was just mm-hmm. faith matters, and don't be ashamed of that. Be who you are in the space that you're in. Uh, be who you're called to be. Uh, th- there's just a tremendous amount of lessons. You know, take smart steps. I love blogging your passion, but behind you know pursuing your passion, you can be smart about it. So you mm-hmm. can ask advice from smart people and learn what they've done, and then you can make wise decisions. And you take that step. And uh, Jonathan, I'm sure when you were in. The corporate world—you remember—you didn't know everything right when you got that job. You had mm-hmm. someone who gave you some advice, or you had someone who mentored you temporarily. But eventually, you became competent, and you were good at what you did. And or someone who's uh, think back when they first learned to ride a bicycle—you know, you didn't know how to do it at first; and it was a little scary. But then you got used to it. That's the same thing when it comes to taking steps and starving the doubts and pursuing your passion responsibly. Is you don't know everything at first, but you learn by watching, by getting good advice. By doing, (laughs) and by taking that step, and then all of a sudden, you're like, hey, I did this. Now, what's the next step? And you keep taking steps, and that's progress. And so there's a lot of wonderful things I've learned from Star of the Doubts. I won't be able to sum it up here, but I would say faith matters, and I would say don't be afraid to take that next step. As long as you're getting good advice from other people, go ahead. Go for it.
0: Well, there's so much. That was such a great discussion today, Jared, and I appreciate you Being willing to spend some time with us and with our listeners and just on so many levels, it was a great discussion. And I want the viewers to know how to connect with you personally. So how do they do that? Well, after this episode's out, bloggingyourpassion.com
1: is a good place. (laughs) But if not bloggingyourpassion.com, I have a humble podcast found at Starve, like I'm hungry, I'm starving, com. So you can go over there. and, And I'm on Twitter. I love to tweet. And I'm at Jared Easley. So Jared, like the jewelry store, the subway guy, J-A-R-E-D, Easley, E-A-S-L-E-Y, Jared Easley.
0: Perfect. All right. Well, thanks again for hanging
1: out with us. Jonathan, I really appreciate it. And best wishes to you and everything that you're doing at bloggingyourpassion.com.
0: Hey, Jonathan Milligan here. And do you have a desire to sell a product on your blog? Maybe you have this thing this idea that you wish you could turn into a product a course and sell it on your blog well for a limited time i'm sharing my six step blueprint it's called the teach your passion course and it includes over 40 step by step videos and i'll walk you through from picking the best idea to how to create that product how to use the right technology tools to deliver your course or your product and then how to launch it, how to get people to purchase it. If you want to learn more, I've got a free three-video teaching series that walks you through the blueprint, and you can go check it out right now at bloggingyourpassion.com forward slash teach.